I, I'm gonna say something I'm really envious of. Mm. Do you want to hear it? Take yes. I'll just say it. Fireflies, oh, lightning bugs. No, aren't they magic? <laughs> That's worth being envious of. That's listen. Magic. It's just the most I magical. Know. It is. It is. The you know. Magical. Um. I mean, this is me sounding very old. But when I was a little girl, there were fireflies in Texas where I lived, um, and they're no longer. I don't oh, know when. Whoa. Really? When they all died? They all um, died. No way. Yeah, there were. When people stopped believing. They, exactly. <laughs> they killed all the fairies. They the fairies but they're <laughs> when people stop believing, that's amazing. <laughs> I believe in marriage. I said marriage, but I'm in magic. Okay. Okay, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> they, but I, so I went, I don't know when they stopped, but I went a long time without seeing them. And then that first summer that after I moved up to the Northeast for grad school and I was dating Chris, I just could not believe my eyes the first summer of seeing those things everywhere in the Northeast. They are unbelievable. And it's still magical to me every time. Yeah. It's something else. It's, it's something else. I went, I grew up going to Iowa and fireflies are like such a part of what summer oh. was about in Iowa. It was like the list of things we're going to do at grandma's house. And it was always fireflies somewhere on the list at night catching fireflies. And they're so easy to catch. They're just yes. like, they, they move so slowly. So for little kids to catch, they just, all you got to do is stick your hand out and you get them. Oh, and it's just magical. <gasps> I know. Maybe you have nice. to go to Iowa just to catch some fireflies this summer. Yeah. Me yep. too. I am. Actually, as this airs, I'm going to <laughs> Iowa in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> to your grandma's farm. And I'm in Alabama right now, you guys. I'm doing Hope Hills oh, Camp. Oh, wonderful. The day this airs. Oh, you are. Oh. Are you so excited? Good. I'm glad so excited. Going. Yeah. Oh, I want to go to Hope Hills Camp. Okay. That's let's put that on the list. Put it on for the list. places we're gonna all go as a podcast. Oh, I soon. love that. Let's that would be really that. fun to have all our families there. Yeah. I know. It really would. I know. All right, ladies. Okay. That would be really fun, but enough about this because it's time to shout worth and shift narratives for people with Down syndrome. Today, we're gonna be talking about all those interactions that we have with strangers, friends, sometimes family that sometimes leave you wondering how to respond. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. <laughs> oh boy. We're talking oh boy. about how we'd respond, what we've learned along the way. Friends, this is going to be a fun one. Let's get into it. Let's get into the things that people say. Welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. Dear amazing listeners and Down Syndrome family here on the podcast, if you've been listening for a bit, then you have heard about Jack's Basket from our interviews with founder Carissa Carroll. You can go back and listen in episodes 44 and 180 to hear about this incredible nonprofit that Carissa Carroll started called Jack's Basket. They are on a mission to make sure that every baby with Down Syndrome is celebrated and every family is congratulated. And that's just exactly what they are doing. 
Since the first time we talked to Krissa, Jack's Basket has celebrated almost 7,500 babies. Okay, get this in all 50 states and over 40 countries. Krissa, team at Jack's Basket, this is incredible. They are working to shift narratives by partnering with healthcare professionals to change the way a Down syndrome diagnosis is delivered. By equipping medical providers with diagnosis advocacy resources, families are receiving the support and the hope that they deserve as they begin their new journey. Lucky few friends, let's help shift this narrative. Let's help them with this imperative work and welcome new families to this incredible community and impact their story from the very, very beginning by letting them know that their baby with Down syndrome is celebrated and they are not alone. You can visit jacksbasket.org to learn more and request a basket. That's jacksbasket.org to learn more and request a basket today. Okie doke, friends. Um, we have a wonderful review from Minfrost. Minfrost says, I am so glad I found this podcast. I found, I just found this week and I'm working my way through all the episodes. I so appreciate the many perspectives and personal stories. I don't have many parents to talk about these things with. So it means so much to hear you all talk about the same things that are on my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, friend. And listeners, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We are all friends, and I wish everybody could be a part of this conversation. But if you can't, listening and giving us a review and talking to us through your review is very helpful as well. Thank you, friends out there. I just talked to someone who's starting a podcast and she said it's a new kind of platform where it's interactive and people call in like oh, a radio cute. show. Wow. And I'm going to want to know more about this because I think that would be so fun and it would really, I think it would really be a place that the three of us should. Oh, I do too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun if we could have I mean, if you thought we spoke over each other before. Get a call in. I feel like we would be out of our minds, hyper and ready to talk. It, we, it would be an area of learning and growth for us. We would grow. For sure. Even more. But I, who, Ashley, Ashley will listen to this. Ashley, will you, will you find out about how we do that? Thank it would you. make all my <laughs> the view dreams happen and come true. Oh <laughs> we gosh. had a guest, fourth guest, call in, and it's like once mm. a month, Mondays at nine. This is it. This is your only time. I love it. It could work. All right, Ashley's gonna make it happen. It could work. Um, okay, friends, this can be a funny, cringy, hurtful conversation. <laughs> Let's see how we lean. Let's see where we Let's see where we go. Let's see where we go. Oh, bless. Um, okay, things that people have said. Do you, when, when you hear this topic, do you have like an instant story, even from when your kids were real little or something that you're like, this story comes to mind? 
I think more. Yes, definitely. And more when she was little. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is more when she was little? I feel like people think it's more okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just have way more stories of, yeah, when Sunflower was little. And then, of course, now, even with the adoption piece, and you get it all the time, Heather. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. You're such a wonderful person, you know. And she's going to thrive because she has you and your husband. I'm like, okay. I mean, I hope so. (laughs) I hope they all do. (laughs) I hope all the kids do. (laughs) Um, Yes. I get more of that kind of stuff now, but definitely. Yeah. What about you, Micah? Do you have a story you can think of? Oh, I mean, I have most of my stories of cringy stuff is just like the basic cringy stuff Mm -hmm. that people say all the time. Like, you know, the, I think the cringiest is like, besides it, are they high functioning or low functioning? It's like, Mm. what age level is he mentally (laughs) or like, you know, that kind of stuff, which is like, I don't even know what to say to you. But uh, like the most, the most uncomfortable question was early on when, uh, when he was a newborn and an acquaintance, like one of August's friend's parents asked me why I decided to keep the pregnancy Mm. after he was already born. Whoa. Whoa. What'd you say? I was so caught off guard and emotional. Mm. I mean, he was like, three or four weeks old. Wow. I said, uh, because we wanted him. And and then of course, like, you know, I've had years to come up with better responses. Totally. <laughs> but at the moment I, I would all say I now. Could, <laughs> all I could manage. What would you say now? I did the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I could have said did it. But what would you if you were like that happened, you could go back in time, you're composed. You've had time to process, which is never the case. Never the You're case. You're not caught off but, guard. Right. You're resting. You yes. Mean. What would you say? Because it because maybe maybe I mean, someone listening that is going to give them a script. <laughs> okay, I would say, what made you choose to have your two children? What made you choose to give birth? Or, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so he didn't give birth to those children, <laughs> but like, what made you choose to have the two children you and had? keep them? And, um, and you know, there's no diagnosis that can keep us from pain or can tell us what our child's life is going to be. And, uh, we, we believe his life is worthy mm-hmm. and we're really really grateful he's alive and he's wonderful yeah i don't know that i would have said anything all that transformative but yeah i think that's simple enough because in a way it's like because it's my child you Mm. iot (laughs) you know like the simplest (laughs) answer is just the answer you know, yeah, yeah. He's loved yeah. and he's my child. That's it. Yeah. It's almost, I've never said this to anybody because I've never had the opportunity to, but maybe it'll come. <laughs> but like with that question, it's kind of like that idea that there's no guarantee, right? Your child wasn't born with a diagnosis, but I can 
almost guarantee that my kids with Down syndrome aren't going to be drug addicts. 100%. They're most likely, like very <laughs> unlikely that they're going to be, mass murderer. be in a relationship. Yeah, they're going to murder somebody. Right. They're going to be like blatant liars. Can you say that about your baby that you just had? Yeah. No. Right? Like I can almost guarantee it. Not that people with Down syndrome, people with Down syndrome can do anything. Okay. Chances are my kids with Down syndrome will not end up in jail. Not Can you guarantee that about your right. child? <laughs> right? Like I know my kid with Down syndrome's not going to kill someone in DUI. Can you guarantee that about your new baby? Right. I mean, that gets a little bit harsh, but it's the same kind of thing, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Yes. And asking. Oh, Mike, I'm sorry you had to have that question asked. That is really cringy. That's so cringy. Like, that's a bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, like. A few weeks postpartum, <laughs> I was like oh such gosh. a mess anyway. <laughs> I can't even. Oh, oh, people say the darndest things. They should. I haven't do. gotten Don't any lately. How about you, Heather? What's um? I guess we're going the route of cringy. <laughs> I guess we're. I guess we're leaning cringe. Um, <laughs> I well, the story that popped into my head right away. It's not even. It's one I'm sure a lot of us have had. But I was at Trader Joe's in August was in a cart sitting. So he had to have been a year or so and just pushing him mind my business. And a woman goes, Oh, you know, he's going to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I said to her, Oh my gosh, I sure do hope so. And then just yes. moved on my way. But mm-hmm. like the, the things that people say that are obviously not a compliment, but they're still no. going to say it like the backhandedness to things. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like the boldness. I always, when someone makes a comment, I want, I think petty things. I'm like, and look at what you're wearing and nobody's critiquing <laughs> you. Okay. I don't like what you are wearing. Do you right? dress like that every day and you leave your house? You know, like in my mind, you know, after I'm done with yeah. that person and run, when I've had time to process, I always just want to know what gives someone the right to have any kind of judgment, mm-hmm. like as if I think like them or think their opinion is valuable, which is not very nice to say, but you know what I mean? To carry just to dump mm-hmm. something on you that's so rude yeah, or just not necessary, you know, out of all the yeah. things to say to you while you're grocery shopping. Yeah. Yeah, I um I just was hearing from a mom for the Lucky Mamas retreat that I host. We always end up every every group does like a Instagram group chat, and so a mom just popped on and said, was asking for advice, and she said her son who is three or younger, so little, was having a sleep study done and an ENT. Yeah, an ENT. Um, Kate was was there and for whatever the, that is that they were trying to figure out who had never met her son before and just started giving unsolicited advice on speech and basically was like, you need to be doing this, 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 this. I noticed this about your son and the mom was like, her bedside manner was so bad and that's not what we were there for and it had nothing. Yeah. She's not a speech therapist. It had nothing to do. There was no connection. She just started like giving all this advice that then made the mom feel terrible about where her son was at in an in an already highly stressful situation, mm-hmm. and those are hard ones to think about because I think about it in education yeah. and medical spaces when somebody that's an authority in in the space you're in 
has something off color or comes at you with unsolicited advice or their opinions. I think as a mom, I'm usually almost always in a high stress state Mm -hmm. and I don't have any time to process. And and usually I just say nothing. And then I regret that. You know, I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel that way. So often people are like, what should I say? If this happened, what would you say? And if this happened, what would would you say? I'm like, what I would say versus what I would hope to say is very yeah. Always very different. Always, I usually say yeah. much yeah. less than I wish I would have because it is, it's like you're being affronted. And so then, yeah. Like, yeah. What? It's like, it's like fight, fight or flight. Sure. Like you just are frozen. Mm-hmm. I just get frozen in those moments and I don't have anything to say. Yeah. yeah. Same. And the medical ones, that is hard. We've had some ER runs where now I feel equipped to really be like, no, sorry, we cannot do that. Especially, um, it always goes for sunflower, um, which is so common with our friends with Down syndrome, so much mucus, nasal stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, even when she does the ENT or does anything, they, I would say like you can, if you are going to stick a tube up her nose, it has to be like newborn size. It has to be tiny she has very very small airways and a couple of times people haven't believed me they Mm -hmm. did the child side or like okay you know I'm looking at she seems pretty good and then her nose has bled and so now I just refuse that and we don't do it Mm because I've lost my trust in those Mm -hmm. situations and I think sometimes that hurdle of not which always I'm like, I got to work on my, how I present things. Cause I feel like my constant hurdle is the mom who's worried too much mm. rather mm-hmm. like, I feel like they look down on me and then they're the medical genius. Right. <laughs> and I'm the frantic mom mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, no, I'm frantic that you're going to hurt her because you're not listening to me. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. um, she has a very, very small air passageway and you have to use a newborn size. And so, I think I always freeze or I think I go crazy. Mm. There's no in between, which I'm working on. It's either like silent and frozen and or completely upset and crying, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then I do look like that frantic mom who's beside herself, (laughs) you know, where it's like, no, I'm really mad at you. Yeah. You know, which I think you're allowed to be like, we're allowed to be parents who are beside ourselves in situations and still be seen, like still be respected in and still be our views up. and yeah. And what we're saying, I think, I think it can be both sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. No, um, I feel like as Sunny gets older and I'm, putting her in different things the um how high functioning is she mm-hmm. question comes up more and more or um depending on what she's doing then um like if she's playing a sport then it's so sweet assuming a lot of a, a lot from her then and then me having to step in. It's been such a funny bounce and being like, oh, I think you have to tell her again. Or could you help Sunny out in this area? I don't think she quite gets it. And they're like, oh, okay. It's all, it's always like either she's fine or she's being handheld. There's not like they're still teaching people that in between, which is so sunflower, is that she just runs this 
in between of completely looking capable, hands-free, hands-off, she's got this, to then, oh, wait, we do have to step in a little bit, you know, or to like completely coddling her and then she's acting out. (laughs) And then like, oh, I don't think she wants us to touch her. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, she does. (laughs) Yeah. What what is your answer, you guys, for the high functioning, low functioning question? I was I spoke at an event with a room full of people who have Down syndrome and people who love someone with Down syndrome, and someone and there was a Q and A at the end, and someone asked me that question, and I was like, oh, I don't have the answer. Like how to respond to people when they say, what is high fun like how high functioning is your child? Cause I think mm-hmm. it depends on the situation at hand and like totally. there's lots of factors there, but I, I would like a script. Do you guys have a script for us? I usually say I don't like that term and it's really hard to measure because it just doesn't make sense. I usually say that it doesn't make sense for mm-hmm. sunflower, but she's very capable of a lot of things and also needs help in certain areas. She's and then I'll usually talk about like she's physically really capable, independently capable, educationally, she needs some assistance. And I'll say that because I don't like to put her in an age bracket because that feels so dishonoring. And then I don't know what kind of grade level they're looking for. Is she a plus third grade student? (laughs) Are they like, you know what I mean? It's just so. That measuring system doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, I would. I I rarely am asked that. Um, I don't know if that's. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like the circles. Maybe I'm just not in circles where I'm asked that, or you're probably asked more often because you're Heather in so many more places that are like people with Down syndrome comparing or pe- mm. parents of people mm-hmm. with Down syndrome comparing their children to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do wish that we had something, a way to be like, uh, hey, I'd rather we just not, like, why do we need to like put our kids in these two categories? Mm-hmm. And what does that even mean to be in one of these two categories? Right. High and low. It's such a weird, like that we can, that we can take people with Down syndrome and say half of you are high and half of you are low right. and we have divided you. <laughs> we have divided you. And you turn it again on them, right? Like, well, where's your kid fall? How yeah. are they high functioning or low functioning in the world? Right. I see you have three kiddos there. Which one's better? Which, yeah. Which one's high functioning? Yeah. Which yeah. One's high functioning? <laughs> Watch the parents turns around. They're like, obviously this order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fully tells you. <laughs> like, oh, whoops. Uh, darn, you're not sensitive about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys, how about with language? Because I think that it, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. I don't think that we have episodes that I'm going to, I don't have right here to say, but I am going to have our producer link them um, because language is is a topic that is it is like a river it's constantly changing and evolving Mm -hmm. and moving and the down syndrome space has a different ideas mostly around language than disability outside of down syndrome not all but 
disability at large outside of Down syndrome. And in, within Down syndrome, like people first language is still very much real. But what do you do when people start like calling your kid a Downs or a Downs kid or they have the Downs or whatever? Uh, <laughs> it's usually attached to Downs <laughs> somehow. Do you do you address it or incorrect or do you just move on or does it depend? I slide it in. It does depend. It's I slide it in. Oh, Down syndrome. You know, I'll just do like, oh, you mean Down syndrome, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. I just let it go. I'm like, am I going to see you tomorrow? Okay, good. No, I'm not going to see you ever again in my life. Just move on. Yeah. And I could yeah. correct the person. Oh, man. But I sometimes don't even want to open up a conversation because what if it goes south? That thing will stick with me forever if the <laughs> conversation goes south. You know what I mean? It can ruin your whole day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when Ace was little and it was like the people closest to us, everyone was trying to figure out how to talk about Ace. And so there were a lot of conversations about it. And so I was more, you know, trying to understand myself and then teaching. And and so I had a lot of those conversations then. But now anytime people say Down's kid to me, it's almost always somebody who was passing by me mm. like you know mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. yesterday at church I mean this is a real story <laughs> a lady who I had who lives in another town was talking to me for a second and oh I saw your Downs kid I know somebody else who has a Downs kid mm-hmm. let me tell you the whole story you know <laughs> like that happens to me and it's fine and it's not worth it to me to have like maybe it would be instructive for her to know this, but I'm talking, she's visiting my church. I'm having a five minute conversation with her. Maybe it would be instructive for me to teach her in that moment, but she's a lady visiting my church who right. you won't I'm talking tomorrow. to for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I won't see her again. It doesn't feel worth it to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's too many of them in my life. Yeah. <laughs> of those yeah. conversations, totally. Sure. You really gotta, you gotta pick and choose. You can only hold in your head too many at a yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had, I had um, just recently. This was, just, and I didn't even have my kids with me. This was like a couple of weeks ago. I Trader Joe's again. What is it with Trader Joe's? And I was wearing a Hope Heels camp shirt from going to Hope Heels camp, and a lady, an older lady. I think there's like a generational thing here too. And I don't know, I don't want to be ageist, but when someone is a certain age and they're using phrase like your downs kid or whatever, I, there's a little more of grace there because they're definitely, it's less likely that they're reading all the articles that are showing up on social media that are talking about language. You know, like it's less likely that if they don't have someone with a disability in their life, that they're listening to that conversation. And they grew up in a time when that was what everybody said which doesn't excuse it, but a little bit I'm saying it does, in my opinion, depending on the circumstance. So it's not excusable for family members because we're doing life together. But the woman in Trader Joe's, she was older and she's like, oh, is that the, um, is that the Johnny Erickson Tata camp? And I said, oh no, it's not. She's like, oh, I just love her. Do you get her newsletters? She's so strong. I just can't believe what she goes through. I give money to her. And I said, yes, she does have a great family camp. I'm a huge supporter in her work. She's really incredible. And then this lady just kept talking to me about, about it and about camp and then said something about like, well, what's your shirt about? I said, Hope Heals Camp. I ha- it's for families in the disability space. I have two kids with Down syndrome. She goes, oh, 
they're usually the easier ones. Oh, golly. Oh, boy. And I thought, and it was a moment of like, I just want to get my blueberries and go. Like, I'm not here for educating. Always. No. That's all I ever feel. We're not on a coffee date. I didn't invite you to lunch. We, no. I am not on a play date. <laughs> no, but I do in my head go to like, okay, how much do I, how much do I advocate and educate? How, like, what is my job here? What is my role? Yeah. I'm exhausted uh, from all this. Well, yeah. What do I have the energy yes. for right now? And how will it be received? And how will it be received? And what are we doing? I'm literally like, your cart is blocking the lady behind you. That's all I can think of. <laughs> you're blocking the lady behind you anyways well she did she i did say oh what do you mean and then she's like well i've tutor an autistic and and then just kept getting worse and worse and worse yeah an autistic and it was like but he doesn't have those behaviors i just know like the down syndrome kids just don't have they're the easier ones and i thought lady you haven't met my son would like you to meet your children but also But I said, oh, I said, I I actually did say, oh, I don't know about that. I'm just grateful. I have three kids. I'm grateful for all three of them. I'm like trying to wrap up the conversation and move on. Yeah. But I do leave every time, every time these conversations happen to me, I do leave thinking, oh, I could have said, or I wish I would have said every time. And I think that's just part of the the weirdness of it. Am I on what would you do? (laughs) Totally. <laughs> Where's the camera? They <laughs> found Heather Avis at Dreamers and she did not advocate. <laughs> and then what everyone's at me do? on Instagram and it's like, too much. Don't talk about inspiration porn, but how dare you didn't say something when this woman in Trader Joe's just can't win. Oh, golly. Well, and I will say nothing I used to love, and maybe this is ages, so they're going to come for me, but I used to volunteer at the elderly homes, all that jazz. I really love and respect our older generation. And since having Sunflower, I'm extremely fearful for our interactions, <laughs> embracing myself for the unintent- uh, unintentional jabs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so like, oh, oh, gut punching. Because you feel a little trapped. Like, I don't want to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I know you come from a different generation, but you are human and you are should be older and wiser. So I feel trapped a little bit. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Trapped. I, I can even think of times on this podcast when we've had guests on, because I think I know that the three of us have talked about how words like special abilities and different abilities yeah. and um, differently abled and using people language first, except for when it's a syndrome, like we've, we've gone deep dive there in language and why those terms are problematic and they're most found, I think, in the Down syndrome space. Differently abled, different abilities, yeah. specially, special, whatever, special needs. And um, so we've had we have guests on a lot, and they'll use language like that. And it, I feel a little bit trapped in that they're a guest on our podcast, and they're being recorded, and I don't right. want to come at them and school them while they're being a guest on our podcast. And so that always feels a little bit like, oh, I feel a little trapped on how to say something. And in my mind, I'm like going a hundred miles an hour trying to figure yeah. out how to respond, if to respond, what to do today. And we actually mm-hmm. have someone who's commented a couple of different times on things we've said or done or not said or done and has come out and said, like, I've even heard you not correct um, 
people when they're on your podcast and they do, and they use a certain language. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just a lot. It's it's worth being aware. It's worth learning more. It's worth the conversation. But it's not that it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> what about how often does it happen to you where somebody uh, comes to you and you've just met them or you barely know them and they've got like the magic therapy? Mm. That they are like, or the magic like, <laughs> diet, yes. or the magic supplement, yes. or whatever it is that is going to change your child's life. How do you respond, especially with someone that you hardly know? Does this happen to you? Not well. I think I'm already on all the diets and supplements, so. <laughs> <laughs> for sunflower she has gotten the best care out of anybody in our family <laughs> um but in a way I think that happened more when she was younger to me I haven't I haven't experienced that except for like horse therapy or other things like that which she doesn't do people tell me about repeatedly a lot mm-hmm. I've gotten it less and less I think when the kids were a lot younger and I feel like I'm have blocked it out because it's been so long. Um, I think I can think of times when people have brought something like that, like try this or have you tried this or this is what your kid needs. And I, what I have going for me in that department is I have two kids with Down syndrome who are so different. So it's kind of like, this is, this is, isn't actually how it works. Right. So, yeah. And I can show you because we can do the exact same thing for both of our kids and the outcome is going to be very different. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for letting me know. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, wow, thank you. That's it. I just, thanks guys. What about you, Mike? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think that the, there's actually probably, I probably experience it more with the autism piece. Sure. Um, there's a lot more like, snake wait what's the word snake sauce that's not the word snake i don't know what that is but word. i like it what's oh. that word? <laughs> snake oil like, there's okay. a lot more snake oil out there when it comes to autism yeah that people are dishing out mm-hmm. like yeah like cures yep oh that that's a good is, way to put it snake yeah. oil yeah um so i i don't experience it that much but every once in a while you know, there's somebody who is like, oh, is he, you know, is he on this? Is he doing this? Um, it's hard for me. I think it's gotten easier for me to be able to to not take, for me to not take it and let it weigh me down. Mm. Because a lot of times it's like, you know, if he ate more spinach, you know, he'd probably have more control over his stimming or mm-hmm. whatever mm. stuff it is. And I am able to be like, honey, if you want to try to get him to eat more spinach, mm-hmm. be my guest, yeah. you know, that's whatever. usually, that's, <laughs> yes. that's yeah. usually what comes yeah. down to of like, if yeah. only she would drink that smoothie. Yes. She'd get all yeah. the yeah. stuff mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you would like to get him <laughs> to drink out of any cup that isn't this exact blue cup that we've 
you know, that he's been drinking from for five right. years, that <laughs> working on eating therapy, not drinking out of, right. but it yeah. takes this entire process. Right. Smiley faces and blah, blah, blah. Kiss it. <laughs> totally. So like, yes, like, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about spinach. Okay. Yes. Then we'll be ready. <laughs> That's always what I run into is like, um, oh, for sunflower, she would be fine doing that. I'm like, I know she would. But all these other things right. to yeah. her, her wholeness. <laughs> Totally. is also at play and then i'm always caught mm-hmm. like do i do divulge that and be like yes oh if you only knew or you yeah. know what i mean like it's just interesting it's totally so layered <laughs> yeah it's so layered like or yeah someone yes someone recently <laughs> said something about trying like what if you just did this with macy in school i'm like oh gosh would you like me to bullet point <laughs> what's happening <laughs> in the peripheral <laughs> That affects yeah. that kind of decision. Right. Right. I would love to do that. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. That. I would love for that to be the case. I would love, yeah, for spinach smoothies all day long for my kids. Let me smoothies. bullet point this for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and let me right. show you also, like, this is, you, like, you can't fight all the battles. You choose your battles. And these are the battles we're choosing. And mm-hmm. guess what? My kid's amazing. So just back yeah. back off. My kid doesn't back need the thing yeah. that you think they need to be what you need them to be. So oh, you go to yeah. therapy for that. You figure that out. Gosh. Okay. That Let's do <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're here. We're friends. Remember? We're, I, do think, <laughs> <laughs> I do think most of our listeners are parenting a child with Down syndrome. Not all. We see those of you who have who are not, we're so thankful you're here, but I'm wondering if you have any like a advice before we wrap this episode up about what you would say to people in your life, family and friends, therapists, doctors, people that aren't just passing you in Trader Joe's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like what things that we can say to help them support us when language is harmful or mm-hmm. when they continue to mm-hmm. say things like, it can, I think it's specific words, but it's also like an attitude towards our loved one with Down syndrome, our kid with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ways that we yeah. can help our friends and family be supportive? Mm. I have something. Oh, I and do I think that I, uh, this actually, my husband may have said this in the Father's Day episode because it, he had just mentioned it to me. But he was with a good friend from high school last week. And it, they were just talking about life and how things were going and that sort of thing. His friend has three kids, just like we do. And this friend looked at him and was, you know, Chris was talking about something with Ace and he was like, I just need you to know it. Like, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Your, t- your life with Ace sometimes is really hard and I see it. And Chris was just really moved by that. And he was like, I just need my friends to say that to me sometimes. I just need people to see it. And, you know, I don't need people to feel sorry for me. I just need them to know that, yeah, like having, having an eight-year-old who still isn't potty trained, that's really hard sometimes. And wishing that your kid could speak, like, yeah, that's really hard. And so, so much more than like, if you, if you don't know what to say and you're afraid you're going to say the wrong thing 
like start with just like being compassionate and noticing like mm. what what a family um is going through what it looks like from your perspective you don't have to offer any kind of advice we don't mm. need advice mm-hmm. but we do need friendship mm. and we do need you to see us and just acknowledge that's good it's super helpful mm-hmm. i was gonna say something but i like to end on that one make it because that is super <laughs> helpful and i think i i think some people even might be scared what I run into, and I don't know if I give off some sort of thing to why this is, but I think, um, again, I th- people want to come alongside me with what Sunflower can do and what she is doing. That I think sometimes then I run a weird line of having to convince them if something is actually hard mm-hmm. or if we're having a difficult moment mm-hmm. and to then to why. <laughs> but remember guys she has down syndrome you know it's like it's a little i'm finding that i would like someone in my mm-hmm. circles sometimes to notice would be a good job yeah yeah it goes so far mm-hmm. when people yeah i can think of people who are in my day in and day out life that it would be it would just mean so much if they were like man i see what you're doing i mm-hmm. see what you're holding do you think they're nervous? Like they don't want to be dishonoring because, you know, we fight so hard for like, you know, see the whole person. So I, that's what I'm thinking it is in my circle. I'm like, oh, have I done such a great job <laughs> of being like, she is so included or whatever, you know, or she is seen as a whole person that then to bring up maybe something they notice would hurt me or embarrass me or, you know, embarrass her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder Mm -hmm. if they feel a little bit uncomfortable to say, Hey, I see you. And it looks like it could be hard sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that could be true for this particular person. I think they're just very insular. (laughs) And I think that, yeah, I think it's like, I think there's a sense of, especially because our kids are adopted of, well, you chose this, right? I think yeah. like no one's saying that out loud, but it's like you, Ooh, you same. make made your bed. What's it? The phrase you have to sleep in it or whatever. You made your yeah. bed. Yeah. And so, and that we, we are in the space. We're just like, so in the space that I do think people close to us are almost desensitized mm. to the reality of what it actually means to live the life that we're living and yeah. how mm. um, hard it can be and how heavy it can be and how, even that, like, like you said, Micah, I don't want, I don't even want to feel sorry for me. I need mm-hmm. them to come alongside me and see it mm-hmm. because we also can understand the complexity of that both. And this is hard and it is spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need yeah. you to see that. And what makes it the hardest is when you don't. And when you're going on about your lives and my teenager, I don't even want to come over to the family hangout because of what mm-hmm. I'm holding when I show up there. Just see it. Yes. You know, like I don't yeah. even need you to have a conversation with your teens about it. Just see it with me. Yeah. You know, yeah. or just, yeah, th- this is extra. There's some other layers. We're all going through hard things. And yes, there's some other layers. It's not a competition, but there's some yeah. other layers here that are hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say too, with when I think, especially your friends and family listening, that when yeah. the conversation comes up and there does need to be a teachable moment to be a learner, you know, mm-hmm. like not to get defensive. And especially when you're starting to feel defensive 
in being corrected in something to kind of let that be no take notice and like that's your cue to be quiet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to hear what we have to say so that we're not arguing with the people that we love about something that we actually do know more about and know best about when the people we love have been wrong you know like be friends and family you can support by being a learner um and even asking questions i think the not saying anything not doing anything is doing something so if you're unsure and you're in my life and you're my friend or my family member ask ask a hard question um ask an awkward question like let's have a conversation about it because chances are i'm already thinking it you know like it's already Mm -hmm. something in my head that i'm processing that i shouldn't have to be the only one holding that conversation or possible conversation that needs to be had so there you go (laughs) we did it we did it i love when we (laughs) end up we did it look what we did there um there's a couple of links to articles that our producer found one is was in a women's day article um about 10 things you should never say to a family member who has a kid with down syndrome and it's interesting being in the space mike i'm sure you can relate to this um i think it happens less and less because we're in the space of down syndrome and we have people around us who get to know and love our kids So there's Mm -hmm. like some things in this article that I'm like, oh yeah, never say that, never do that. But I hear it less and less because yeah, we're not insulated. I think our kids just gotten older and I don't know. I don't know what it is, but good reminders on things to not say. And if you're quick to say it, maybe think through, huh, I never thought of it that way. That's what I want people to say. I never thought of it that way. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. That's right. We all have things to learn. Learning and growing. Yep. We'll keep trying it out. Sounds good. All right. Well, before we head out, let's make some time for some good news. So let's take a little break. We'll be right back and we'll celebrate it a little bit. All right, listener friends, do you know of a new baby recently diagnosed with Down syndrome? If you do, will you please send them to my house so I can hold them? I just need to hold those new babies. Can you also go over to jacksbasket.org to request a basket and welcome them into the lucky few? Jack's Basket celebrates babies with Down syndrome and provides gifts, resources, and a parent connection to the Down syndrome community impact a family's story from the very beginning by letting them know that their baby is celebrated and they are not alone. Go to jacksbasket.org to learn more and then send that baby over to me for a quick snuggle. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Good news. Good news. <laughs> That's how you're going with that. 
You sort of made it. I loved it. Do you have some good news about Ace? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, he went to horse therapy yesterday and um, was just like, he's just so comfortable on the horse. And there was a, a therapist there who I hadn't met before, who actually is the founder of this facility, this rehab facility, or it's called rehab. It's like a, all different forms of horse therapy. And she's a speech pathologist by trade. And she was like so happy to have Ace. And she was like, he is so physically sturdy. And uh, and she was like, he just needs way more than the little, I can't remember what she was, how she was referring to Jasmine, the horse that he was on. But she was like, Jasmine's just nothing for him. He needs a big, strong horse. We got to get him on this other horse. Like this, Jasmine's not doing anything. He might as well be sitting on a couch on Jasmine. So I, I just felt happy because I love it when people, speaking of people like seeing us, I was like, she could really see he is sturdy. He is like strong in his core. He jumps on the trampoline for like two hours a day. <laughs> and uh, and so she was like moving him all around. He rode backwards on the horse. He rode sideways on each side. Um, and he slept all night last night without waking up at all, which is pretty rare. Oh my um, so it was a really good uh, horse therapy session, but mostly I just walked away being like, yeah, he is strong. Take that world. So it. just feeling it next time he's getting on the big, strong horse. Yeah, he is. So this is your announcement that you guys are moving to a farm and buying a horse. That's right. Perfect. I wish. I wish he yeah. could do that every day. I know me too. That's really Man, sweet. That'd be great. So good. Good job. Ace. Good yeah. news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My good news. Um, August, our son is our pickiest eater and he, his go-to breakfast y'all is, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing as I say it out loud. It's a hot dog bun <laughs> with salami and cheese in it. And it's not my ideal breakfast for a child of mine to eat. And it also checks lots of boxes for getting his day started. But he um, has never really liked berries. And my good news is that August started eating raspberries. And it was Ooh. like we put him on his fingers and that was really fun. And now I just put raspberries on his plate and he eats raspberries in the morning with his breakfast. And there is something about me that what my kids put in their bodies matters so much to me with food to the point that I wish it didn't sort of, I wish that I could just like let them eat whatever and feel casual about it, but I don't at all. And so when they eat a good thing, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. I feel so that. I feel that. August eating raspberries and now he eats raspberries. This is a part, this is a food he now eats that he wasn't eating before and they're so good for you. That's my good news. Get it. I'm so happy to hear that. And I love that you put them on his fingers. That's the way. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Make eating fun. Also, just eat the freaking raspberries. Um, 
but put them on your fingers. This is great. I also have good news <laughs> from a listener. This comes from Lindsay A. Zarbod, who says, Ivy mm-hmm. attends a Spanish immersion daycare. We were hesitant to send her given the known challenges she might face in speech as it is, but ultimately decided to go for it. And Ivy has been starting to count to 10 along with us in both Spanish and English. Yes. Y'all, if you are a Spanish-speaking family and you also speak English in your home, do all the languages for your kid with Down syndrome. I've had friends, I've had friends ask me this who've had babies. They're like, should we do Spanish or just English? I'm like, oh my gosh, what would you do with your kid without Down syndrome? Do all the languages. Mm-hmm. Your kid with Down syndrome is going to speak both languages. This is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And go like, if you haven't watched Born This Way from way back, what years was Born This Way? 2016? I don't know. Or 2018? No, it was after that. It was after. I'm going to no, look it up. Keep talking. I'm going to find it right now. Um, There's a family that was from Italy, maybe, originally. Gosh, I'm all Spain. <laughs> Spain? I don't know. <laughs> but they were in LA. Their daughter spoke both languages. Their daughter with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And they had this exact story mm-hmm. where they were like, we didn't know if she would be able to speak both. But they spoke it at home. And she was fluent in both. Because... She grew up with both languages. Amazing. Amazing. You, you can do it. You had the time frame exactly right, Micah. 2015 to 2019. Wow. So there you Look go. That. Okay. Heard it here, friends. You should go back and watch that if you haven't. It was oh, really a fun show. It was great. It was a great show. It was great. Okay, guys, I'm sorry to say it. Or did we decide we're not to say guys anymore? Is it, it's definitely um, gal. friends, it's, folks. Folks, folks, hey, folks. Yeah. I think inclusive language would be speaking of language, we would say folks, friends, all you awesome listeners. I think we this is the thing about language you got. This is the thing about language, friends. <laughs> <laughs> we get real frustrated because we're used to saying a thing and then there, there can be big eye rolls. Like, uh, I also don't I think people are overreacting and I don't adhere to this way of living and whatever. But humans are so creative. So there's probably 20 words we could use instead of guys, instead of, hey, guys. So there you go. Let's be creative, friends. There you go. Opportunities for creativity and inclusion. Sure. I will say I, I had a conversation recently with a high school friend who is non-binary, and I accidentally said in a conversation, like, like yes, girl. And then later I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said yes girl to you and they were like Micah that's totally fine (laughs) I say yes girl all the time or dude yeah I can call my guy friends girl and I can call my girlfriends dudes and uh and I all that to say I was I I was grateful for their generosity and also reminded that Yes, there is. Uh, there's some free flowing. The dudes and girl free flowingness exists too. But hey, guys, maybe we should take it out. This is what I've heard. Hey, friends, all the time. We could be. Hey, friends. Yes, I could be wrong. Also, since we're on the topic, we're we are digressing a, t- a tit, but not really. <laughs> this is a. We are living in. A time that hasn't had an unprecedented time when it comes to That's right. lots true. of different ways that, that humanity is shifting and language is shifting with that. And as 
I hope to be a person with a posture of learning instead of defensiveness. And like your story is a perfect example of that. And I think someone could have come back and said, yes, please don't say that. Please don't say, hey, girl, to me. Thank you for noticing. And in both circumstances, guess what we get to do? We get to esteem a human being higher than our understanding of language. That's what we do. That's right. In my opinion. So friends, wrapping it up. (laughs) (laughs) Bless. Well, let's do it. Let's wrap it up, friends. Uh, if, if, If you want something awesome to happen in your life, as in getting some narrative shifting gear that you can wear on your body, then head over to theluckyfew.co and use the code podcast and get 10% off of it. And then you can have narrative shifting gear. You can wear it. And the next time somebody says to you something cringy at Trader Joe's, just point to your shirt and then continue on. That's right. We're going to do an entire apparel line that is how to respond to cringy things. And you just point to your shirt and keep walking. Uh, Perfect. We have to give a thanks to Josh Avis for editing this episode and Ashley Bracolosi for producing it. And if you like this episode, we hope that you'll share it with all your family and friends and that you won't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And also, uh, we would love for you to check out the luckyfeedpodcast.com. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there, uh, everything we talked about today. And be sure to follow us on social media at the Lucky Few Pod. We have a lot of fun over there. And if you haven't found us there on Instagram, do that. Find us there. And then listener, we like you so much. And we are here cheering you on because you're slaying it. And we can't wait to be together next week. We hope we're having an amazing summer. Until next week, when we know you're going to be tuning in, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) I always end with a laugh.